0: Today is Monday, July 19th, 2021. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Coming up, we talk Kings Royal, the outlaw late models up north, a tightening Lucas points battle, and much more from the weekend. Before we dive in, if you like what I'm doing here, please subscribe to the show, leave a review, and hit those follow and notification buttons depending on where you consume this. Make sure to follow at Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And don't forget, DirtTracker.com has a bunch more cool dirt racing stuff. Now let's get going. The 37th and 38th Kings Royals are now in the books, and we crowned two new kings at Eldora. Tyler Courtney started out the big money Saturday by taking the 38th Kings Royal and the $175,000, and Kyle Larson closed out the day by getting his 37th crown and his first ever crown jewel victory. The story of the day's first Kings Royal was Brad Sweet and Courtney. Sweet led laps two through 19 and looked to be the strongest in the field, but he was the victim of a flat right rear as were several other drivers, including Lachlan McHugh. And he was forced to the work area under a caution right at halfway. He eventually raced back to a ninth place finish. Out front though, Sweet's issues handed the lead to Courtney who started second and led the first lap of the race. And over the second half, it looked like the track took rubber, kind of forcing everyone into that middle lane. Courtney was able to hold David Gravel at bay and take down a huge victory in his first full-wing sprint car season. The all-star points leader was crowned King Tyler the 38th and banked hundred and seventy-five grand. Gravel actually crossed the finish line second, but rolled across the scales four pounds light and was DQ'd. That promoted Danny Dietrich to second. Darren Pittman was third in the Speed Lab 39. Bill Baylog finished fourth, and Sheldon Hudgenshield hard charged from 23rd to finish fifth. That was after transferring in from the B-Main. Sheldon was the only full-time Outlaw driver in that top five. It was one hell of a performance from Sunshine. He was uh, stayed within striking distance of Sweet early in the going, and then he kept enough right rear tire on it to make it to the end. In just a short time in 2021, he's become one of the guys to beat in a wing sprint car. After Sun's, uh, Sunshine's victory, we took a break, did some track work, and gave the team some time to work on their cars, and then we started all over again. A couple of drivers who had a rough start to the day were looking for redemption in the second program. Both Kyle Larson and Brent Marks went for wild rides and ended up with damaged race cars and both would rebound to make the second feature after missing the afternoon show. It was also really great to see Jack Haudenshield win his heat race and bag a front row starting position in what was his final King's Royal appearance. It was a great way to end his run at Eldora. Joining Jack on the front row of the 37th Kings Royal was Tyler Courtney who continued his strong day by winning Heat 6 and putting himself in position to maybe sweep the day. Once green, we ended up having four lead changes among three drivers with Courtney and James McFadden swapping the top spot through the uh, opening 19 laps. But while those two were racing hard, Kyle Larson was on the move. He started ninth and was able to work his way to third pretty quickly. Right before halfway, he'd run down the leaders and we suddenly had a three-car battle for the top spot. A couple of big moves and Larson took over for good on lap 20. He went basically unchallenged the rest of the way to be crowned King Kyle the 37th and win his first Kings Royal and first real crown jewel of his career. Sheldon Hoddenshield finished second, Carson Macedo third, Tyler Courtney ended up fourth, and Brad Sweet rounded out the top five after spinning early in the race. It was a great drive from Larson going 9th to the win, and it was one hell of an effort from Paul Silva and his guys to get that car put back together after crashing in the earlier B main. I also want to give a quick shout out to Jacob Allen. He went 13th to 4th in the B to transfer to the feature, then drove from 24th to finish 9th and bagged today's hard charger. With these two races complete, I can't say I'm super surprised by the winners. Both are incredible race car drivers, and both were going to be strong this week. I am surprised a bit, though, that we didn't have a full-time outlaw guy win one of these races, especially with how good Sweet and Macedo and Gravel have been lately. We ended up having 15 guys make both features. They were Courtney, Danny Dietrich, Bill Belog, Sheldon Macedo, Schatz, Rico, Sweet, Spencer Baston, Brock Zierfoss, Paul McMahon, Logan Shuhart, Corey Eliason, Geo Selzy, and Gravel. On Sunday, we close out the weekend with the 12,000 to win at night before the King's Royal, which was originally scheduled for Friday. And at the end of the daytime show, it was Carson Macedo bookending the weekend with the victory over Brian Brown, Sweet, Baston, and Shots. Macedo held off a charge from Brownie and drove away to his seventh win of the season. And in doing so, chopped a little more out of Sweet's championship lead. It's now 114 points with another busy week of racing coming up. That's 57 positions. Coming up, the Outlaws are at Lernerville tomorrow for the Silver Cup, and then Williams Grove is on tap for Friday and Saturday for the Summer Nationals. We'll have more on the Outlaw Week as things go. With the World of Outlaws Late Model Series this weekend, we had three Northern shows and three different winners. On Friday, River City's Pulse Hitter uh, Dennis Erb Jr. battled with Kay Dillard and Jimmy Mars through the feature, but drove away late to win his third race of the season. Mars, Ryan Gustin, Dillard, and Brandon Shepard completed the top five. On Saturday at I-94, it was all Frank Heckenass Jr. He started on the front row and led all 40 laps en route to his second outlaw win of the season and third of his career. B-Shep, Tyler Bruning, Chris Madden, and Gustin were the rest of the top five there. And Sunday night at Red Cedar, Ricky Weiss started on the pole. He led the first seven laps, but the Rocket house car was quickly on his heels. Except for a brief pass by Cade Dillard on lap 20, it was all Shepard out front, with him leading 32 laps en route to his fourth win of the season. Dillard, Madden, Mars, and Weiss all grab top five finishes behind him. A few observations from the weekend. First, what a year it's been for Frank Heckenast. He was a full-time outlaw driver in the past and only had a single win, but now suddenly has two wins in his past six starts. Also, the rookie battle and the fight for third through seventh in the standings is super tight right now. Gustin has closed to within 100 points of Bruning, and those, seven dri- uh, those drivers in third through seventh are only split by 116 points. We'll see a lot of movement from those positions, I think, going throughout the summer here. Out front, Chris Madden continued his top 10 streak, but it just wasn't enough. Shepard hasn't finished worse than fifth over his last 12 series starts, which includes three wins, and he stretched the points lead out another 20 points, with the gap back to Madden now at 88. I said last week that Madden has got to start finding ways to beat the Rocket One if he's going to win this championship, but that team seems to have found their stride. I think Madden is in big trouble now with 44 positions separating he and Shepard. We're well past halfway in the schedule. Madden has to average beating Shepard more than two positions per night now for the remainder of the season to have a shot. The Outlaws are off for a bit now and they return July 30th and 31st at Fairbury for the Prairie Dirt Classic. Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series lost weekend races at 34 Raceway and Tri-City Speedway to poor weather, but they did finally get a race complete on Saturday at Lucas Oil Speedway. That was the Diamond Nationals. In the feature, Jimmy Owens led the first 28 laps from the outside front row, but the incredible year for Jonathan Davenport continued. He started fourth and was methodical through the 50 lapper, picking his way towards the front. Past halfway, Davenport took over the top spot from Owens when the 20 tangled with the lap car of Mason Oberkramer. Superman then led the rest of the way to earn his 6th Lucas win of 2021. Josh Richards hard charge from 14th to finish 2nd with Kyle Bronson, Stormy Scott, and Earl Pearson Jr. completing the top 5. The win for JD and a 12th for points leader Tim McCready has tightened up the standings. McCready's streak of 18 straight top 10 finishes was busted and he's now only 70 points clear of the 49. That's potentially less than 14 positions between the two now for the championship lead. Hudson O'Neill continues to give uh, give up ground in third as he's now only 35 points ahead of Kyle Bronson. The series kicks off a five-race week at I-80 Speedway in Nebraska starting uh, tomorrow, I believe. And if things go well for Davenport, he could very easily leave the week with a points lead. We'll have more on what's ahead for Lucas on tomorrow's show. And in Nebraska over the weekend, the USAC National Midgets closed out Mid-America Midget Week with two race nights at Jefferson County Speedway. Friday night, it was Tanner Thorson leading all 30 laps to bag his second consecutive series win. Kevin Thomas Jr., Chris Windham, Emerson Axum, and Justin Grant finished second through fifth. Points leader Buddy Kofoid was caught up in an incident and had to go to the rear early on. He ended up 14th. And Saturday night in the finale, Logan Seavey was out front for most of the feature, but we had drama late in the going. The leaders were in lap traffic and into turn one with eight laps to go. Second place Emerson Axum got into the rear of Seavey, sending him spinning out of the lead. There was a lap car in front of CV, and it looked like he was maybe trying to move to the middle and make a pass on exit, but Axum was already there. CV and crew chief Jerome Rodella were none too pleased with Axum, but I do think this was just a racing deal. It didn't appear to be intentional at all, and the two had been racing really tight for much of that feature. Over the final seven laps, Axum held a hard-charging buddy Kofoid at bay and drove away to his second win of the year. Kofoid finished second, Wyndham third, Justin Grant fourth, and Dazen Persley was fifth. Leaving the weekend, the points battle is much closer with Wyndham only trailing Kofoid now by 37 points. Maximus third, Grant fourth, and Tanner Thorson in fifth. It ended up being kind of a rough and tumble week of midget racing with lots of guys and girls mad about the racing. The midgets go quiet now until Eastern Midget Week, which starts August 3rd at Grandview Speedway in Pennsylvania. In weekend summer nationals action, Ashton Winger stayed hot winning the Saturday night show at Oakshade. The Friday race at Hartford was canceled due to rain. Winger was followed at Oakshade by points leader Bobby Pierce, Tanner English, Rusty Schlenk, and Jeep Van Wormer. In modified action, Hunt Gossam grabbed his first win of 2021 on Saturday at Oakshade, while Nick Hoffman was the Sunday winner at Terre Haute. The Summer Nationals continue Thursday at Springfield Raceway in Missouri. Other weekend late model winners include Josh Rice in Southern Nationals action uh, Friday at Beckley. Brandon Overton grabbed the 20000 to win show the uh, Carolina Sizzler at Charlotte. Jacob Hawkins was an Ironman winner at Tyler County. Mike Marler bagged 10,000 at Randolph County. And Dylan Brown was an all-star winner at Charlotte. For more on the late model weekend, check out dirtondirt.com. With PowerEye, Brent Cruz won the Saturday show at Grain Valley over Tanner Berryhill and Kaylee Bryson. While Cannon McIntosh won the Sunday race over Bryson and Bryant Wiedemann. Other weekend open wheel winners included Matt Jewell at Jackson Motorplex. Matt Covington with the ASCS at US 36 Raceway. Freddie Raymer won on Friday at Williams Grove. Colby Copeland swept the Cottage Grove weekend as part of the Western Sprint Tour. Justin Henderson won both the 410 and Pro Sprint features at Knoxville. Sean Becker bagged the King of the West show at Ocean, and AJ Flick was the Sunday 410 winner at Tri-City. To see a full list of winners, visit tjslideways.com. There are two items on the streaming schedule for today, both of them on Flow Racing. Besides Flow 24-7, they have the Southern Nationals late models from Volunteer Speedway in Tennessee. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope everybody has a good Monday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.